Let's bow our hearts in prayer as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity that we have together in your name today. We pray that you would bless our time of discussion and study and uh, as we look at the Word of God and it is read, as it is preached today, I pray that it would go forth to good soil. And everyone shouted a great big amen. What does Christmas mean to you? Today I'm going to conclude my sermon series. I didn't know that was in the Christmas story. Hopefully the last few weeks you have learned something as we have journeyed through the passages of the Christmas story and we've saw some certain aspects of the Christmas story that we normally don't see. So today I'd like to conclude that sermon series. Let me ask you a question this morning. What does Christmas mean to you? To some people, Christmas means hard work. The stores are crowded with shoppers. Listen, I was exhausted this week with Christmas activities. Y'all don't even know what I did yesterday. I went to Walmart to pick up a, um, some groceries. And I pulled into the little spot there. And, uh, you know, you have to dial the number to tell them you're there at reserve spot number two. So the lady I called and Tiffany said, make sure you go by and pick up the, the Christmas dinner. I said, okay, so I'm rushing around and my mind's a million miles away. And so I pull in there. And so I dialed the number. The lady said, yes, sir. Blah, blah, welcome to Walmart. She said, what, you know, what spot are you? I said, I'm in room two and I'm waiting for my food. (laughs) The woman said, room two? I said, I am so sorry. I'm at spot two, not room two. How many knows you've got to be careful? Amen. So to some people, Christmas does mean a lot of hard work. The stores are crowded with shoppers. The post office is overflowing with mail. Trains, buses, and planes are carrying record crowds. To some people, Christmas means a visit home. Surely this is the best time of year to visit our loved ones. To some people, Christmas simply means a sad memory. They look back over the year and they think of a loved one who has passed away. To some people, Christmas means absolutely nothing. Because they do not know the Christ of the Christmas story. To them, Christmas is simply another day. What does Christmas mean to you? As a Christian, what does it mean to us? If you are a Christian this morning, I firmly believe that Christmas means everything to us. It means that God loves us with all of His heart. It means that God has regarded our lost condition and He has done something about it. It means that God has given us the best gift He could ever give. What does Christmas mean to you? To some people, Christmas means absolutely nothing. But as Christians, Christmas means everything. It means that a Savior is born. 
Listen to the words of St. Luke. He said in his narrative that behold, there was angels on the Judean hillside singing glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill towards all men. What does Christmas mean? It means a Savior is truly born. He's born to set us an example with His life. He's born to die for our sins. Born to be raised for our justification. Born to ascend on high and make great intercession for His church. Born to give us a second birth. Born to give us the hope of His second coming. And born to give us redemption from our sins. What does Christmas mean to you? I don't know what it means to you, but to me it means that I have a companion for life. It means that I have a companion at the hour of death. It means that I have a loving brother for all eternity. You see, if you are a Christian... Christmas means everything to us. It's not just another day. It's just not another work day. It means something to us if we are Christians. My friends, 2,000 years ago, Christmas came and Christmas went very fast. Very quickly. I mean, shepherds ran to see that newborn king. The angels appeared on the Judean hillside to sing. Mary and Joseph looked into his eyes and held that baby born king of the angels. To them, it meant everything. To them, it meant that the promise is fulfilled. It meant that God had kept his word. It meant that light has came into the darkness. 2,000 years ago, Christmas meant everything to them. But to some people, it meant nothing. Six miles up the road to Herod, it meant nothing. Six miles up the road in Jerusalem, the, Jew, the, the, the Jewish leaders, it meant nothing to them. Oh, the Jewish mom and dad... They just got up just like it was any other day and got their child ready for school. They didn't know that if they would just open their blinds, they could see a star. They didn't know just just right up the road that the greatest miracle ever known to humanity was taking place. Some people missed Christmas. They, They went about their daily activities. They went to work. They did their thing. They missed Christmas. But for Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men, it meant everything to them. God was invading their life. It meant everything to them. But to some people, it meant nothing. As I look at this Christmas story, oh, there's many things that I love about the Christmas story. And yet through the last four weeks, I've discussed things about the Christmas story that I didn't see before. I saw something in this Christmas story that I have read before, but it never really took root in my life. 
The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse number 8, I want you to pay attention to the words here of St. Luke. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8. The Bible makes something very, very important. It makes a statement here. It said this concerning the shepherds. Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Boy, I've read that scripture many times before, but that little word stands out to me. They were keeping their watch over their flock by night. Jesus was born at night. Jesus was born at night. Now what does this have to do with the Christmas story? Because when Jesus was born, Jesus was born in a lot of trouble. He wasn't in trouble, but he was born in a society that was facing distress and trouble. As a matter of fact, if you study history, Israel was in political upheaval. There was spiritual darkness God had not spoken for 400 years. There was political upheaval. Herod was the king of the Jews, but he was very wicked. And history tells us that Herod even killed some of his family members. Herod was just a puppet being controlled by Rome. Rome was the superpower of the world, and Rome was very dominant, and it was controlling God's people. Taxation was very, very high. People couldn't even afford to pay their taxes because they were taxed to death. Jesus was born in darkness, my friends. Oh, not just physical darkness, but Jesus was born in darkness, in distress, in political upheaval, in spiritual darkness. The times were rough. The people of God were praying, Lord, send us a deliverer. Send us help. We don't know what to do. It's dark. My friends, it kind of reminds me of 2023. We are living in dark times. We are living in times that's very stressful. And I would say at times we feel very oppressed. It seems as though if you stand up for the truth now, you are opposed. Names are called. We can't sit down at the table and have a healthy conversation over anything. Nowadays, there is so much distrust, so much oppression, so much hate, and so much evil in our world today. We are living in dark times. It reminds me Of 2,000 years, Jesus was living in political darkness and spiritual darkness, just like we are today. Jesus was born at night. But the Holy Spirit sent me to tell you today that God works the night shift. I don't know about you, but somebody should have just said... That's good right there. God works the night shift. It's interesting to me, Luke 2 verse 8, at night they were keeping watch over their flock. Verse number 9, the Bible tells us 
And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Verse number 8, there's darkness. And verse number 9, there's light. Verse number 8, there's darkness. And verse number 9, there's light. Can I say that again? Verse number 8, there's darkness. Verse number 9, there's light. 2023 has been dark, but 2024 is getting ready to shine. Hallelujah. 2024, let the light shine again. Hallelujah. So I want to let you know that no matter how dark it gets, there's always the hope that it's going to light again. No matter how bleak it looks, there's always the hope that the light will shine again. My friends, I'm excited today. Do you know why I'm excited? Because I know that when you look around, you see evil before us. You see oppression before us. You see distress before us and stress before us. It seems as though the weight of the heaviness of the darkness is so overwhelming. But let us be reminded that in the Christmas season, that it gets darker and darker than Jesus is born. It gets darker and darker than Jesus is born. It gets darker and darker than Jesus is born. It gets darker and darker than Jesus is born. It gets darker and darker and Jesus is born. It gets darker and darker and the light has busted forth. My friends, this is not a reason for us to be sad today. It is a reason for us to rejoice because the light has come. The light has come. The light has come. It gets dark. It gets darker and darker than Jesus is born. Jesus was born in political upheaval, spiritual darkness, and even the priesthood, the clergy, was corrupted. Sounds like today, don't it? Jesus was born in the midst of that darkness. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse number 6. John chapter 1, verse number 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The Bible says, verse 7, this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse number nine, that was the true light which gives us light to every man coming into the world. Jesus is the light. John chapter eight, verse 12. John eight, verse 12. Jesus said to them again, I am the light of the world. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is that light. He has come. Jesus has pierced the darkness. He is the light. He was born at night to symbolize that no matter how great the darkness is, Jesus has overcome the light or the darkness. He, has, he is the light that has pierced the darkness. He is the long-awaited light. 
The prophet said in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You see, Jesus is not only the light that pierces the darkness, he is the long-awaited light that we've been promised to see. You see, my friends, see, Jesus is that very light. And no matter how dark it may get, Jesus is our light. Remember what David said? That, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I've often read that scripture many, many times. And I thought, you know, that's interesting that he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in order for there to be a shadow, there has to be light. In other words, David is saying that in the darkest valley of my light, in my life, there is a proximity of light somewhere. My friends, no matter how dark it gets, there is light somewhere in the tunnel. No matter how dark it gets, there's light somewhere in the valley. There are some things I didn't know about the Christmas story. It never dawned on me that he was born at night. Because Jesus was born in dark times. To symbolize that no matter how dark it may get, Jesus is still the light. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it gets darker and darker then Jesus is born. It gets darker and darker. Jesus is born. You look at the church world, you see people becoming more full of apathy, complacency. Seems like there's a coldness in the church pews. Seems like people are uninterested in church matters or spiritual things. It seems like it's getting worse, don't it? It seems like it's getting darker and darker. It seems like clergy is not defending the truth anymore. It seems like we don't have any Aaron and hers to hold up people's arms anymore. It seems like it's getting darker and darker. Homelessness is rising. Drug addiction is rising. Teenage pregnancy is on the increase. False doctrine and heresies and false churches is increasing. It seems like it's getting darker. But I'm not discouraged. Because the Christmas story tells me it got darker and darker. Then something happened. My friends, it could be it's getting dark. But maybe we're on the verge of something so supernatural getting ready to happen. Maybe we're on the verge of something glorious. I don't know about you, but is there anybody that can be the shepherds today and look up and see the light? Is there anybody that can raise your hands and say, it may be getting dark, but in the proximity over there in the shadow, I see some light growing and it's going to be glorious. 
there anybody that can just wave your hand and say, I still believe that it can light in my darkness? Oh, yes. You know what? That's so wonderful because it gives me truth, gives me hope. No matter how dark it gets, light in the proximity somewhere. Darker. It's deep, it gets darker and darker. Jesus is born. This week, if you have a bad week, just tell yourself. It's darker and darker. Jesus is born. You feel like your life is falling apart. Tell yourself. It got darker and darker. Jesus was born. You find yourself at the end of your rope. Tell yourself. It's darker. Darker. Jesus is born. When you find yourself overwhelmed with the pressures of life. Tell yourself. It's darker. Darker. Jesus is born. When your heart is overwhelmed with the grief of loved ones, tell yourself, it's darker and darker than Jesus is born. My friends, he is the light of the world. Mathematicians have tried to figure out the light of God's love. History has tried to Define the light of his love. Architects have tried to measure the height of his love. Electricians have tried to improve the light of his love. Enemies down throughout the centuries have tried to destroy his life and his light. Voters have tried to vote out his light. Water has tried to drown out his love and his light. Fire has tried to burn out his life, his love, and his light. Snow has tried to cover it up. Storms tried to blow it out. Death tried to kill his life, and his light. But my friends, today we raise our candles high because we know in the midst of darkness, death did not have the final say. Hallelujah. I said death did not have the final say. Merry Christmas, Christ Point. Merry Christmas. It gets darker and darker. Then Jesus is born. May the Lord add the blessing to the preaching of his word. And the church said.